Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you change your self-talk. I'll also be interviewing motivational speaker and businessman Rocky Detweiler, who shares his inspirational story of losing everything and restoring his life to something greater than before. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Changing your self-talk. In previous episodes, I've discussed with you the way in which our perceptions and thoughts determine our emotions and then our actions. And I want to review that real quickly because I want it to be the foundation for what our self-talk is. Self-talk itself, often we think it's what we say to ourselves, and yes, that's true, but self-talk in itself is really just the thoughts that we have over and over, which tell us how to perceive a situation, which tells us if we're going to be successful or a failure in our life. So going back to what I said before, our perception, in other words, what we believe to be true about any situation, creates our thoughts. Our thoughts then translates that energy into emotions that we feel in our body, and then those emotions then turn it into an action. So whatever I perceive to be true creates my thoughts, I feel it, and then I do it. So look at your life right now. I'm sure you can think of many situations where you perceive something to be true, have strong emotions about it, and then you do something. For example, you could be driving a car, someone cuts you off. Your perception is these people are incredibly rude, they think they're better than you, or they think their agenda is much better than yours. And so automatically you have this anger, this rage that kicks in, and then you do something about it. Some people may show them a certain finger, or other people may honk their horn, or maybe even chase after them themselves. So when we have this belief system, it automatically creates energy for us and we do something. And often if we don't physically do something, then that physical energy turns into repeated thoughts that loop over and over and over again. And pretty soon that's just the mantra. In other words, that's the thing that we believe to be true. That happens all the time. And then we just do it on autopilot. And that often causes us to never be able to grow in life because we've conditioned ourselves to believe something that's true or not true. The core beliefs that we have, in other words, that's what we truly believe is the foundational piece of who we are, determines how successful we're going to be in life. And that core belief will then play over and over again when we struggle, when we're trying to make a change in our life. For example, you've heard me say this before. If I do something that I'm embarrassed about, if my natural inclination is to say, James, you're so stupid. What is wrong with you? I can't believe you're doing this. That self-talk, in other words, those thoughts in my head are really what I believe about myself at the end of the day. So you really want to analyze your own life to say, do I say those types of things when I'm struggling? And if you do, unfortunately, that's a belief system that you've created in your life always tells you that you'll never be able to succeed. So the whole lesson for today is what you believe to be true with your perception, which creates your thoughts, your emotions, and your feelings, then determines how you're going to respond. Think about a garden. You have this beautiful garden. Let's say it's a flowers or let's say it's a vegetable garden. So when you have this garden, let's say there are some weeds there. You would not water those weeds and not water the plants that you want, correct? That just wouldn't make sense. If you saw me doing that, you would think, James, <laughs> you need to rethink what gardening is. But that's the same type of thing in life. Those weeds represent those thoughts in our life that cause us to not be able to move forward in our life, that cause us not to have this energy and this desire to move forward or cause us to feel like we can't do something. 
So with this analogy, watering those negative thoughts or watering those negative weeds in our mind is going to choke out the life of all those amazing things that you can do. So why do we do that? It really goes back to what we believe about ourselves, whether we're aware of it or not aware of it, really determines how successful we're going to be. To counteract those negative thoughts that go over and over and over again that we may or may not be aware of, you simply use your sense of hearing. And what I mean by that is this. Our five senses are used for proximity. It's used to keep us out of danger. As you're hearing me speak right now, you're actually taking the energy of your sense of hearing and using it to listen to the words that I'm saying. And in doing that, it splits the energy in your mind. Therefore, you can't fully pay attention to what your thoughts are because you're listening to something externally. So the self-talk itself, because remember, self-talk is just simply thoughts. When you have an external self-talk, which counteracts that negative one, and you say it aloud, you really have to stop and think about it because your sense of hearing is causing you to listen to the things around you and causing you to really focus on that. My challenge to you today, create new self-talk. What do you say about your future? What do you say about your talents, your abilities, your looks, your job, all those beautiful, amazing things that are in your life? When you can speak life into them, literally speaking them aloud to yourself, that is going to counteract any negative self-perception you have, any negative self-doubt you have, any negative belief that you have. It simply starts with a thought. And if you find that you're struggling with really counteracting that, just speak aloud and you'll be surprised at how quickly you start to believe what you hear and what you say. Because my friend, that's the truth. You're not those negative self-defeating thoughts that you think you are. You are an amazing, wonderful human being changing your self-talk. You'll open up a whole new world of possibilities for you. It simply starts with a thought. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. Rocky Detweiler is an author, speaker, trainer, bodybuilder, and life coach with 30 years experience in transformational living. His proven principles and energetic personality provide a paradigm shift in thinking that will propel people to change using only their thoughts and their words. Welcome to my show, Rocky. Hey, thank you. It's a treat to be on it. Yeah, it's such a pleasure to meet you. I've heard amazing things about you, so I'm really looking forward to hearing about your life and hearing about all the, the ups and downs and the highs and lows of what's made you today. I like it. Okay. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) So you've done so many things. You know, you started out, you know, in your early 30s, you were a millionaire. I mean, that is is something that we all, for most people, they really, that's their dream. How did that even come about? Yeah, it was, well, it actually kind of started when I was a kid. Uh And um, I listened to a bunch of Amway tapes when I was a kid. Oh, I remember Amway, yeah. Yeah, right. And so I was a student of that. And, and I remember um, listening to one tape and it said, you know, you can kind of retire when you are living on the interest of your uh, principal investment. And so that was, I got it as a kid, for whatever mm. reason, I got that. And so I set off to accomplish that goal and I got involved in, you know, networking companies, network marketing companies. And uh, then I started getting involved in the real estate loans as I got older. And then it just, uh, you know, kind of propelled into investing and achieving that goal. So that's that's what I ended up doing. So. It was pretty successful. Built built companies, and I love people. Love being around people. So it's uh, 
it's uh, it's one of those things that I just excel at is really connecting with people, really learning about interpersonal relationships and connecting with another human being. Well, I think that's one of the most important things because we may have the best business acumen, you know, as far as we have the best business, I guess, plan. But if we yeah, don't have an interpersonal relationship at all, right. it doesn't really work. It doesn't matter. That's why yeah. you have to have that higher emotional quotient or the higher EQ. And, and as far right. as interpersonal connection, because that is Absolutely. how everybody grows. You know, you can have the best, yeah. like I said, the, the most the wonderful product. But if nobody knows about it because you don't know how to interact with people, it doesn't oh really gosh, matter. I know about that. <laughs> yes, I totally get it. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny you mentioned that. You know, uh-huh. one of the things I I ended up doing was I started a company called Samsonware. I'll probably talk about that, but it it was a company where I had just inspirational words, and they were powerful messages, mm. all inspirational, all beautiful colors, actually bright, vibrant colors. And I put them on the left side over the heart, and down the center of the spine, and then like strength on the arm. And I just thought, man, this is like like this is going to be you know, the, the next Nike and oh my gosh, to try and market that and all the stuff that came with it. I said, everybody should be wearing one of these. And <laughs> it's, you know, you think you have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows about it, right? It's just, yeah. So it's, it's I know what you're talking very, about. very true. Now, yeah. when you had, so once you made all this money, then something huh? changed in your life. You invested yeah. with a friend. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about it because that sounds like it was a very, very difficult time in your life. Yeah, it was a game changer for sure. It was one of those times in my life where, um, I look back and I go, would I change things? Well, you know, you never know, right? There are mm-hmm. things that happen in your life. And they, they propel you forward to a new life, right? A new direction. So for me, I ended up investing with a close friend of mine that I knew for 18 years, he and his business partner. And um, it actually turned out to be an, uh, an Arizona Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. So myself and a bunch of people were victims of that and lost everything. Oh, so I lost gosh. my home land and, and possessions and ended up moving out of state, lived in a foreclosed home as a squatter, got fat and depressed and ultimately suicidal. How do I end all the pain? Um, you know, he trusted somebody explicitly yes. and people that were involved hurt, got hurt. And, you know, I started getting depressed. And when I started doing that, I started, you know, not caring about what I was eating. And so I just, you know, blew up to be a fat kid. Mm. And, and then it was a defining moment in my life where I was looking in the mirror one night and just uh, look at the shell of a man who had felt like he was a failure and a loser and an idiot and stupid and all those horrible, um, just dreadful emotions about yourself. And I just said the worst possible things a guy could say about mm-hmm. himself. And I looked in the mirror and it was it was a defining moment for me. James, I had to make a decision to live or not die. That's where I was. I was at the crossroads of life or death. And I thank God he was in my life where I would not be alive today sharing the story with you. And I decided to make a change in my life. And I went in the other room and um, I did a little video. I'm so glad that I did because mm. I was a horrible shape. It makes for a really good before picture. Oh, good. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. So so I, I, I did that and I wrote a contract to myself. And the contract was basically I was going to start a, a, a eating regimen and working out. And so that's the first thing. That's the first thing I did is I I made a decision to change. And when I made a decision to change, then what happened was I set my goals and then I committed to it. And that's, uh, and I've been doing that ever since I've done that. I do that with business. I do Mm -hmm. that with all kinds of things in my life. So, and, um, I moved to Idaho and I lived in a treehouse for a year. So I was virtually homeless for a couple of years. You know, that it's not like it just got better all the way. Um, and, and so what happened was, uh, I started losing a bunch of body fat. You know, I'm living in this treehouse, uh, still working out, kind of keeping, you know, keeping in shape. And then there was this time where I just decided, you know, I want to take my life to the next level in my life. 
and um, and I had I had just recently got divorced through this, so I lost everything just shy of my of my health. Oh my gosh, my own life. Yeah, let me let yeah. me stop you for a second because there's so many things I want to go yeah. back and talk with because I mean you have a fan, yeah. a fantastic successful story that I, I really want my listeners to kind of hear kind of the ins and outs of how that went about. So here you are in your early 30s, you're very successful with these business investments you have with real estate. You invest with a really close friend, and then you lose everything. Walk us through that perception of you're on top of the world and then literally within, you know, as soon as you get this information, you feel like yeah. you're at the bottom of it. Help us understand right. what that, what that felt like. Yeah, it was, it was actually James. I was actually in my little late, I was in my later thirties when, when this story mm, happened. Okay. So I ended up, um, uh, yeah, I got a phone call from the Arizona corporation commission and they, uh, was an investigating attorney and he called me one night and he said, um, yes, my name. And he said, you are you have been uh, a victim of and he called the case of this uh, of the Ponzi scheme and I was like is is this like a scam like I could I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't picture that happening yeah. but that's what that's how I found out was a phone call I remember where I was too and so um, it took some time to try and f- figure out what happened you know a couple of weeks and and then it was real they had been hiding this and. And so not to focus on that negative stuff that yeah. happened, but it was, it was one of these times in your life where you go, holy smokes, that just happened. Mm-hmm. What do I do now? Where do I go now? Yeah. What's the next step in my life now? So I had to really kind of pull myself together, which I didn't do, do very well, quite honestly. I spent a lot of time outside and I was just thinking, and where do I go and what do I do? And I just lost, um, you know, over seven figures, mm. liquid, liquid money. And I had a couple, I had a friend that was involved, and a family member. They got involved with this as well, right? So they, they invested their money, just like everybody else was involved. Yeah, of and, course. And so I. Because it um, felt like an exciting time. And I guess that's where the whole scam, the whole con comes in, is they sell you so many things with it. Not only they sell the dream, and I'm, I'm stereotyping here, they sell the dream, you know, you're with your family, you have all these things that are going on, which it, it targets each one of those emotional dreams that yeah. one may have. And so it's like, yeah. oh, this is amazing. And then you buy into it even more, and, you know, you see the fake returns. And then all right. of a sudden, it's like, what? And you have no baseline to yeah. even decide, what do I even do with this? What happened? Yeah. Because yeah. so no one's experienced this before. Right. I could have used your counseling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I understand. Yeah. That's so hard. And then, how did you go? How did yeah. you? And then, when losing that, then all of a sudden you ended up squatting in a house. I mean, how did that? How did yeah, that? But, yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. How did so, you figure that out? Um, you know, it's, we're, we're in the desert state. So we're in Arizona. And, I couldn't find a job anywhere, honestly. I couldn't. So I found a job in Washington where a friend was, and he had something for me. I literally drive out there because I'm going to stay in his trailer for a while. And he calls me and says, hey, you know, I'm selling the trailer. So I called this other guy. And so now I don't have any other place to stay. And I've just lost everything. And this guy said, hey, just come stay with me. So I stayed in his house. And two weeks after I get there, he moves out because the house is in foreclosure. So I have no place else to go. Oh, my gosh. so I stayed in this house. I just lived in that house for a year. I was fortunate enough, you know, we ended up, you know, he, we left power and all this. Uh, it just worked out where I stayed there for an entire year. And and then, uh, you know, the, the mail started showing up and it was like, um, for it wasn't foreclosure, but it was like going to go to sale. Go to auction, and yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, auction. I'm like, I better get out of here, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, cops are going to show up. So I was wondering, like, when the cops were going to show up, and there were like five or six of these homes that were in the same situation on that street. So I was kind of safe for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, you know, 
I don't know. My brother says, listen, I got a place for you, man. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. And then I got a job at the same, at, at the same time. So I'm like, cool. I got a job. I got a place to stay. It's back. You know, my parents are in Idaho and he lived there and, uh, and he's got this tree house. So I, I'm like, wow. And I'm literally looking, I just left a 4,000 square foot home as a squatter and I'm going to be moving into my brother's tree house in his backyard. So, um, you know, I, I was humbled. I really got humbled and, um, well, let me ask, let me ask you for a second. So a yeah. tree house, I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking a tree house yeah. of like a little child would have a tree house, you know, it's like maybe four by four. I don't know. What, what, help, yeah. help us understand yeah. what that means. What you yeah. mean by tree okay. house. Okay. Well, it had stairs up. It was nine feet up off the ground. And you know, if you were to look at it, you go, well, that's a sweet tree house, right? Yeah. Well, it's still a freaking tree house. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're right. Tree yeah. house with no insulation and we had a um and so in the winter time yes it got very cold and that's why we wrapped the blue tarp around the bottom of the treehouse because one day it was like negative five degrees oh my gosh. and and um you know you, you just have to have lots of covers on you but uh you know i lived there and you, you just you know the bathrooms in in the house and so uh you know i just spent an entire year in this treehouse um and it was a great experience <laughs> it goes with the story so it wouldn't, you know, my story would be different if maybe I didn't live in the treehouse, mm-hmm. but I did. So um, it's it just a part of my life. It was just part of that um, process that I had to go through. And then I, then for the next couple of years, I lived in like basement apartments. I rented them, but that's where I lived. And, you know, everything changed. Uh, when when uh, I made a decision to change, I've done that several times. I decided I, I dropped some weight. I dropped 47 pounds of fat. And then I said, I can do this again. And then I got ripped. Mm-hmm. I, like, I got bodybuilding shape. Wow. Like 4.5% body fat. And, and I just, it, it felt great. A place I went, I'd never been there before. And so the story I'm just sharing with you, all this, it got posted on a site called bodybuilding.com and uh-huh. went viral. Oh, wow. I, I, the people around the world saw the story and were like, oh my gosh, this guy who had it all lost it, living in a treehouse and, you know, he's fat <laughs> and overweight and depressed and suicidal. Now he's like a bodybuilder. Ripped. How do I do that? They're wondering, Oh, that's How do I great, that? Rocky. Yeah. Right, so I'm like, wow. I mean, listen, I just got out of a treehouse, and now I'm inspiring people. So my self-image probably wasn't all that high, but um, and then it started. You know, I started to grow. And then I I came up with an idea because I'm an entrepreneur of uh, putting uh, the most powerful words on the planet um, on apparel, and I wanted colorful designs and messages, more powerful words. And so I've been doing that for seven years. And we built a life transformational challenge that. We're helping save and transform, you know, lives, especially teens' lives. Mm, so, that's great. you know, I, and in the past seven years, I've become an expert in the power of words. So I'm one of the foremost experts in the country on the power of words. Wow. I've lived it. I've proved it. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've built my life from a treehouse, fat, overweight, depressed, broke guy to living in a, a beautiful home and married and, you know, a, a thriving business and a bodybuilder. So, I mean, all those three main areas, I, I became, uh, I, I don't know, maybe successful in. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a somebody, but I applied the Samson effect. That's the book we wrote in my life, and that's what happened, James. This stuff is real. Yes. You apply it to your life, it will happen. Yes. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits, and your habits become your life, your lifestyle, how you live your life. And that's how I choose to live my life. That's amazing. You know, was, yeah. when you talk about transforming the lives of so many people, let's let's go back a little bit further. Okay. So when you said that you would, um, you had that moment of, you know, I there's nothing more to live for. Um, yes. I, I don't want to live anymore, you know. And it makes sense that those thoughts would go through your mind because you kept having more and more struggles that kept, um, that kept, I guess, weighing you down. Yes. When you had that thought, 
to do it and you were, you were committed to do it. Help us understand what happened in that moment that, that it didn't, that they didn't follow script. through with it. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. I got asked this on ESPN too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the question is how, how do you do that? It, be good, it begins with a single thought. One single thought will make or break you. One single thought will send you in the grave or send you to the moon, right? It's just one single thought. And the single thought for me was I'm going to live and not die. So I flipped the switch in my life from everything sucks and it's horrible and I have nothing and I'm broke and I'm fat. And all, it's all the stuff I was feeding myself and my mind and, and my life. And when I flipped the switch to say, no, I'm going to live and not die. I am never going to give up. I went in the other room. I took action on what I said, mm-hmm. and then it was. Then it was. It, listen, I didn't just. Ch- I didn't change my entire life overnight. I changed what I was thinking yes. from that night, from my thought. Then it's a progressive movement. It's like a river. You can't change the direction of the river really overnight. Um, it takes some time, and it's like a thought. The thoughts change, and along with that are your words. What are you saying about? your circumstances, your situation, your life, where you're going. God, I'm always single. Nobody likes me. How come I always end up with Mm -hmm. broken people, right? You know what I mean? What do you say to yourself? It is your self-talk, but it's also, it starts in your thoughts. What are you thinking about? Then it becomes your words. And then your words are the seeds that get planted into your mind or into the mind of other people, just like the tree outside. One day it was a it was a, a seed. And that's what happens with our words. Same thing. When, when you had that moment, just rolling up into the, the part of, okay, I'm going to do this and then define that strength and resilience. You know, when you said, I'm going, I choose to live, I will live and not die. That, that's, that's very, very powerful to go from a place of defeat to a place of victory within a thought. Do you know how that thought was put in your brain or put into your spirit? Um, how, how did that actually happen? How did I get the thought? Yes. Well, um, I think I got the thought because I was at a breaking point. Okay. So I realized, right, that there's a place sometimes where it's kind of a no return. And I think I, I just thank the Lord I haven't gone there. But I realized that I'm at this breaking point. And I realized I'm in a vulnerable place in my life and that it's gone in a really horrible direction. Uh, uh, some of it was n- not all my decision, but some of it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a good majority of it, Okay. And so because of that, I had, I just, I guess I decided, right, mm-hmm. that I'm going to change, that I need to change. I can't keep going in this direction, right? So that's where that came from, is I realized if I keep going down this path, then it's not going to be good for me or anybody in my life. And so I have to make a, a, a change. Internally, I do. I I'm trying uh, to answer your yeah. question. I want to make sure I... No, okay. it is. Yeah, because yeah. I think sometimes people think... Um, and I'm totally going to put a blanket statement in here for all my listeners because they know I do that a lot, which it doesn't mean that's yeah. true about them. But I know many right. people that I work with, I'll just say it that way. Many people I work with, um, they often will think, well, I hear this from somebody, but what, what, what was it really that happened? Because we, we hear, and, but I want, I want them to really hear that step that sometimes it's, it, it, it's hard to explain. It just simply is. One thing I always tell people is we always have a choice in every single thing we do and every moment we're in. But we're not, if we're not aware that we have choices, then we're going to be very reactive and we're going to continually do what we've always done. And that doesn't mean that's always the healthiest for us. So in that moment, right. when we can really yeah. be mindful of, this, of the fact that 
What am I doing today? Is that, is that, it can be in the same concept. Is this bringing life towards me or is this bringing death towards me? And I don't mean that death literally, but is it bringing me closer towards the, the person I want to be? And that can be from the biggest decisions to the smallest decisions. And so I just, I really wanted to see if you were able to, to pinpoint what that is. And thank you for doing that. As far as what was it in the, in the darkest um, recesses of your mind or in the, when you were in the lowest part of your life to, to have that, that immediate resilience to come out and say, no, I will live and not die. Because that is a part that resilience that we all have, but many people don't realize that and they struggle to find that resilience. Well, here's two, two quick stories. Jim's, Jim's 18 years old and he's on the bus with his buddy and um, he's getting ready to, um, to get off the bus in just a few minutes. And he says, no matter what they put me through, no matter how much pain I go through, I will never give up. And he became a Navy SEAL and he served three terms as a Navy SEAL in Vietnam. Um, Andrew is a 17-year-old boy that has a knife to his neck, his throat. And here he wrote the, um, here he wrote the suicide letter. And he's, 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 he's ready to you know, commit suicide. And one thought enters his mind. This is the power of one thought, okay? One thought enters his mind and his thought was, um, there was a girl at school that said hi to me because he think his thought was, um, does anybody love me mm-hmm. and, and, or care about me? And one thought goes to this girl that just said hi to him. And so the second thought was, I wonder if she'd say hi again to me. His third thought was, I wonder if she'd be my friend. The knife comes down. That was 12 years ago. He is the godfather to your child. I'm telling you, it's the power of one thought. Mm-hmm. We're going through our lives and we're thinking, hey, you know, I'm just grinding it out. And is, is this life ever going to get any better? That sort of thing. We'll take a different route to work, right? Go meet somebody new. Do something different. Get out of the rut. And it's just that one single powerful thought that can transform your life. It's the one phone call that you make to somebody. It's the one text that you can reach out to somebody, you know, that that saves their life. You just never, this is what we're doing. We train companies and organizations. I'm going to be in a school this week. That's a, that's a school that really needs what we have. We train them and teach them on life skills that they're just not getting in schools. Mm-hmm. A lot of them don't even get in college. Yeah, this simple stuff, right? Reaching out to another human being, journaling, write, writing, reading your books, right? Doing wellness stuff, dream, dreaming. Do you have a dream board? All these things are so important, I believe, in life skills and becoming the person you ultimately want to be. And what is that? If you don't know, but man, there's, there's like all kinds of maps out there that can help you figure that stuff out. But life's, life's so much fun. I think it's great. It's not worth it, right? Because I got a second shot at life, yes, man. You did. I got my spoken word bride, and I got a second shot. I don't want to screw it up, James. <laughs> I want to do the best I can be. I want to help as many people as I can. And we definitely hear that in your voice. And that's, I think that's one of the most exciting so, things, and probably why you're so successful, is because I can, let's say, let's say for James, myself, I can say whatever I want, but if I don't truly believe it, intrinsically believe it, well, then it doesn't, I am not really a credible yeah, you're person. you man. That ain't real. Yes, like, of listen, course. There's enough, there's enough fake stuff out there, exactly. right? Exactly. That, that's, what, that's what's interesting is when you really break it down, and we're in a, listen, we're in, a, we're in an age of social media frenzy, right? So your friends are, you, you, hey, my friends are friends on Facebook. Okay, listen, we got a challenge right now. Right, so here's the negative. I live in a state where we're six high to the nation for teen suicide. Right, teens are killing themselves at six. You don't have to take a gun anymore. You can just do it online. Mm-hmm. So how do we combat that? Well, we teach we teach interpersonal skills, being able to actually reach out to another teenager. You know, the, the, these kids are in schools. For I'm using teens because you know there's a lot of teenagers sure, out there and stuff. 
but it's 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 a challenge. It's almost a little bit of an epidemic, and we're doing our best to help uh, change and, and and help people. But we also go into the companies right where they feel alienated, they're quiet, and nobody feels like you know they matter, and they're dealing with all kinds of stuff. We were to we were to meeting this last week, and we saw we saw grown adults in their in the thir- third time we were with them, they were calling people that they've had in their life. For decades, they haven't reached out to, hmm. but now they're reaching out to them and they're talking to them and they're all they're asking for forgiveness. That's what happened in this yes. room. Of wow, that's when, amazing, right? Yeah, man, this is big stuff. That stuff you don't have to carry around. It's just like so simple to unpack it, man. You, you feel like you just dropped the weight, but these are just wonderful life skills that I love talking about because our life should be free and we should be able to do amazing, incredible things because we we're born with so much potential, James. Yes, so much, and we aren't living up to it because of just a lot of the things that we're told we can't do or, or you know, not able to do. I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't obviously agree with that because you can see it everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Just just look at the at the little lily that fights his way, you know, in the dirt and mush and he grows up to be a beautiful little flower. What does he have to go through? You know, <laughs> you know so we, we, we're like that, you know? I mean, there's so many things that we have that we want to do in our life. If you're a writer, go write. Write your book. You sing, go sing. I mean, there's just so many things that I believe that we have inside was locked up and it just stays there. So I want to help unlock that and really tap into the power of the potential of, of what we are as human beings. We're creators, man. Yes. That's why words are so important. Yes. That's what I, I truly agree with that with you. It's, it's, it's very inspirational to hear you talk about this. Definitely hear your fervor, your passion and the excitement because you really are a world changer. Thank you. So Rocky, unfortunately, our time is up for now. But if my listeners would like to find out more information about you and all the amazing things you're doing, where would they find your information online? Well, thank you. They can find me at Rocky, R-O-C-K-Y, Detweiler, D-E-T-W-I-L-E-R. Find me at Rocky Detweiler or Samson.life. That's S-A-M-S-O-N.life. I'll even give my email. It's really simple. It's Rocky, R-O-C-K-Y, D at Samson, S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-M-S-A-